This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So a little good news, bad news. The good news first is that people are fighting back against leftist tyranny all over the place. I've got two really, really great videos, one from a mayor um, in Hudson just lashing into a school board committed to leftist nonsense. But the bad news is there's a genuine constitutional crisis going on surrounding Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi. And I'm astonished Nancy Pelosi has managed to avoid more scrutiny outside of this show and a couple of other conservative outlets. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. You like how we do things in the middle of the show? Like, yeah, we got to look a little di- Do I look different? Did you notice anything was even wrong? Maybe we don't need that. You looked, you looked okay to me. Yeah. It does make a difference. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. Gee's the lighting yeah, expert. Well. He is the video <laughs> production man, so I'll take his word for it. So, folks, we have a genuine constitutional crisis going on right now, and it gives me no pleasure to tell you that. None. I wish this weren't the case. But Donald Trump's refusal to back down to the deep state swamp forced the deep state swamp to do things that are unconstitutional. And what appears to have been a coup by Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi, uh, how she has not gotten more scrutiny here outside of this show and others is stunning. It is crystal clear on the same day Mark Milley made this call, made this call to this Chinese general where it's alleged that he told the Chinese general he would warn them, Mark Milley, about an attack on the country. To me, he should be tried for treason for that. It's clear Nancy Pelosi was given notification of that call the same day based on CNN's own reporting. So the question is gold right now. Was Nancy Pelosi involved with a coup? Yeah, what do we hear? What do we hear from the media? Is that the press conference? Is that a press? No, of course that's not. That's crickets because we hear nothing. Zero. Nancy Pelosi may have coordinated with the Joint Chiefs chairman to engage in a coup. This is kind of a story. There are three questions we need answered right now. The Mark Milley call. Again, just quick background. Joint Chiefs chairman under President Trump, January 8th, 2021. Two days after January 6th, the Democrats are focused on like a laser. General Milley, who still works for President Trump, calls the Chinese general, his counterpart, the Chinese Communist Party general, and tells him, according to these allegations, that he's going to warn him if there's a nuclear strike. What? Question number one, who authorized the call? Folks, this is, as I said to you yesterday, that's not the way the chain of command works. The chain of command is not Joint Chiefs Chairman Milley 
Secretary of Defense, President Trump. That's not the way this works. You got to do the dipsy do flipperoo. It's President Trump, SecDef, Joint Chiefs of Chair, uh, Joint Chiefship. That's how it works. Jordan Davidson, the Federalist, has a good piece about this. Trump Defense Secretary says Milley went rogue, had no authority to pass secret intel to communist China. Sounds like we got a scandal. Mainstream media doesn't seem to care much. They're only concerned about protecting Joey Botts. Joe Biden. Here, from the piece. This is a quote from Christopher Miller, who was Trump's acting Secretary of Defense at the time. Quote, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, is the highest ranking military officer whose sole role is providing military-specific advice to the president. And by law, is prohibited from exercising executive authority to command forces, Miller told Fox News. The chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of defense, not through the chairman. Question number one, who authorized Mark Milley to take this call, to make this call, excuse me, to the Chinese Communist Party general? It was not Donald Trump, and it was not the secretary of defense via Donald Trump, so if that's the chain of command, Trump, SecDef, Joint Chiefs Chairman, then clearly Joint Chiefs Chairman usurped this chain of command and took those powers upon himself. <clears throat> the definition of a coup. Question number two. What was Nancy Pelosi's role? Nancy Pelosi should be polygraphed and should be under investigation right now. Nancy Pelosi is not above the law. We are a constitutional republic. This is not an oligarchy run by oligarchs like Mark Milley, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. This is allegedly a constitutional republic, or was. Nancy Pelosi is a citizen of the United States, is entitled to the same rights, but is also subjected to the same laws. If Nancy Pelosi tried to usurp power with Mark Milley from the President of the United States, to make executive command decisions on behalf of our military, Nancy Pelosi should be tried as well. Why is Nancy Pelosi getting a pass? We all know the obvious reasons. She's a Democrat. Why is Nancy Pelosi getting a pass right now? Why? Folks, please reach out to your congressmen and senators today and ask them if they're going to push for a full investigation of Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure they will. Many on the Republican side, thankfully, are, are highlighting this issue right now. Question number three, what was the content of the call between Mark Milley and the Chinese Communist Party general? Now, there are a lot of calls to release the transcript. Listen, I'm going to get some people who object to this, and that's okay. I don't think we should publicly release the transcript. Trump did it, but did it on uh, when they called with the Ukrainian president Zelensky because Zelensky agreed for them to release the transcript. Folks, I think it's a very bad precedent to set. And we, you know, we could be right back in the Oval Office in just a couple of years. The transcript release thing is a bad idea. Having said that, we need the transcript to get in front of members of Congress on the Republican side, on the House and the Senate, who need to look at this transcript. By the way, it's going to get leaked anyway. So at this point, it's almost irrelevant because Washington's like a sieve. We need the transcript. But I don't think the whole thing should be public. I think it's a bad precedent. It's how they went after Trump. And I know new rules. But again, these new rules will come back to boomerang on us. I'm thinking tactically here. The transcript should be shown to members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. And if there is any mention whatsoever of a warning about a nuclear, stri a nuclear strike, an implication or it directly being said, if that is said, 
then a Mark Milley should be brought up on charges on a court-martial of treason immediately. No excuses. We need the transcript. The transcript should be released to members of Congress who can look at it immediately. Immediately. So again, who authorized the call? We still don't have an answer. Wasn't Trump. Wasn't a SecDef. Second, what was Nancy Pelosi's involvement? Third, transcript immediately to members of Congress. Immediately. Immediately. The Democrats have no credibility on this at all. I haven't changed my view. I think releasing transcripts is a bad idea. That was my view then. It's my view now. Democrats are frauds and phonies and fakes. They can never, they don't have any principles. So there's no principle to stand by. They have no principles on this at all, though. They demanded the transcript last time. Now, folks, it's, of course, a Democrat scandal. Mark Milley appears to be a Democrat at this point and, and a radical one at that. Talking about white rage, China's not our enemy. This is just a, a failure. Of a, I mean, he should just, he should have some dignity and resign at this point. He won't. I'm not sure what dignity he has left at this point. But whenever a story reflects poorly on Democrats, Mark Milley and others, I don't know what his party is, but can only imagine. Of course, the story becomes about what? Republicans pouncing. <laughs> now, Republicans pounce, for those of you who don't know, whenever a story reflects poorly on Democrats, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Mark Milley, if he is a Democrat, certainly appears to be the case. The story has to become about what? Everybody knows? Every, come on, you've all done GOP pounces with me a thousand times. Republicans pounce, right? Yep. The story becomes not about the Democrat. The story becomes about what, Joe? The Republican response yep. Yep. to the Democrat scandal so they can refocus. Look, shiny red ball. Oh. Check this out. They can distract you from the Democrats' failure and refocus attention on Republicans. Now, it's phrased different ways. Republicans pounce on fill in the blank. Republicans, what was it? Leap, what was the other? Weaponize, seize. It comes at all the, here's the latest one. Um, Alex Gangatano and Ellen Mitchell at the Hill. Uh, Joint Chiefs Chairman Milley becomes lightning rod on the right. Now it's becomes lightning rod. Can we add that, by the way? Who is it? Was it uh, X-John who has a chart? I mean, they have the chart of Republicans pound stuff, which is pretty hilarious. We have to add becomes lightning rod on there. You notice now how the Hill has more than enough material to occupy their time to write about the Pelosi, Millie scandal, who authorized the call, who didn't authorize the call, potential for a coup and a constitutional crisis. But of course, the story has to become about the GOP reaction because it distracts you from Joe Biden and elsewhere. Becomes lightning rod. Add that to the chart, fellas. Add it to the chart. All right, some uh, good news for you. Folks, people are fighting back. You know, and sometimes, if I can be candid with you for a moment here, sometimes people need a spark. Sometimes I need a spark. Sometimes you need a spark. You know, people, you know, we get comfortable, me included. I'm not absolving myself from this. It's not an indictment of, of you, the listeners, in any way, shape, or form. I am you, you, you are me. We, you know, we think alike. We share some similar backgrounds. Our ideologies are very similar. But, you know, we get comfortable sometimes. And sometimes you just want to say, ah, we'll leave it to the other guy. That's not happening anymore, folks. People needed a spark to get off the couch and go do stuff. And they're doing it now. And what are two of the biggest sparks out there? People's kids and their health. So um, this is a, just a fascinating story I found. There's a mayor in, in Hudson 
And apparently the school, I'll, I'll show you the story in a minute, but uh, the school decided it would be a good idea to give an assignment to the kids where they were instructed to write about a sex scene that they would be embarrassed to tell their parents about, to describe it in detail. These, these were kids. So the Hudson mayor decided it'd be a good idea to go testify in front of the school board. And this is what happened. This is electric. Check this out. Members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. This is great. This is great. This Hudson Mayor's like, listen, I'm going to bring you all up on child porn charges. Oh, well, all right. Well, all right. Here we go. Sometimes people need a spark. You start messing with people's kids and messing with their health, and all of a sudden, you're going to see a spark, all right. I was talking to Matt Walsh yesterday on my radio show, and I told him that I think that's why critical race theory has become such a hot issue in American politics and may influence the Virginia governor's race. Coming up in just a few weeks, vote. Vote Yunkin. Not that loser, McAuliffe. You mess with people's kids. Critical race theory has become a flashpoint in Virginia. All of a sudden, you see people fighting back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not invested in anything in your life like you're invested in your kids. Those of you who have kids, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. For those of you who are young, don't have kids yet, you will one day. And you look at your kids totally different. It's all that matters. Your life completely changes when you have children. All about them. There is nothing, nothing. I know, Joe, you can vouch for me on this. Mm -hmm. There is nothing in your life you will think about without thinking about the consequences on your kids. Nothing of any significance. From that point, you have children on. Nothing. You start messing and toying around with people's kids, you can expect some severe pushback. Also messing with their health as well. Here's a video. I'd love to play this on the radio later, but you got to watch it on video. It's, it's, it's silent for a reason. It's a silent protest. So I'll just put 10 seconds of it in. Uh, I can't play it on the radio, but I'll talk about it later. But if you want to watch this, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's only about 10 seconds. You're going to hear silence. This is a silent protest up in Toronto for the liberals listening. That's in Canada. There were police officers and first responders who were objecting to being mandated to get the vaccine. Some of them may have already had COVID. They worked throughout COVID. They object to this intrusion on their bodily sovereignty. And a whole boatload of them showed up in Toronto to engage in a silent protest. People are waking up. You mess with their kids. You mess with their health. You can expect them to kick you right in the ass when you do that. Check this out. Folks, here's what I see happening going forward. Uh, these vaccine mandates are going to blow up in people's faces. They realize they are unscientific because a lot of people already have coronavirus antibodies, memory B and T cells from a prior COVID-19 infection. It is entirely unscientific. Un if, until we have down science facts and data indicating natural immunity wanes, it is entirely unscientific to demand that they take a vaccine that may provide to them marginal at best at best benefits on the uh, uh, on uh, on the mitigation front. 
Here's what I predict is going to happen. You are now seeing it tailing off as predicted by me, Dr. Marty Macari, and a lot of other people. You are now seeing a tailing off again after the Delta variant. You're seeing it in Florida where cases are dropping like a rock. You see why hospitalizations is a useless number, as I discussed on the Monday show. The Atlantic story where people are showing up in the hospital, 48% of them either asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. In other words, they're in the hospital for something other than COVID or they panicked over COVID even though they don't have symptoms. So forget hospitalizations. Forget it. The only thing that means anything at this point is deaths. They are plunging like a rock. I think what you're going to see now is corporations who are uh, uh, mandating vaccines. And I won't comply. I've been crystal clear. People have asked for my opinion. Dan, you work with this company, that company. I will not comply with any vaccine mandate, period. End the story. You can fire me if you want. I am not complying with anything. So it's on the record right here. I'm not speaking with forked tongue to anyone. I will not be complying with any of that. It's nobody's business. It's mine. Besides, you already know my vaccine status. I've discussed it on the show. I predict as the numbers continue to drop, the left fear porn campaign, the leftist fear porn campaign can't possibly continue. Why, guys? Because there's no data to back it up. So what are you going to do? You get, All of a sudden, you're going to keep going with the vaccine mandates despite the fact that numbers are dropping like a rock and people have no impetus to do it? They need the fear. That's why the leftists need to keep the mask on your face to keep you as a reminder you're in a pandemic. Even though the pandemic is waning in Florida. Notice you don't hear a lot about that now. Florida has a spike every year at the same time. Just like every other state in the union does. When it comes to flu and other viruses, if not coronavirus specifically, because many of them already have significant numbers of people with natural immunity because places like New York already blew up. I think you're going to see these companies and these governments back down as people like these Toronto first responders and stuff protest in mass and you see threats of mass resignations. I will, I'm almost positive you are going to see these vaccine mandates go the way of the woolly mammoth. All right, let me get to my uh, second sponsor. And then we have an update in the Spygate case. Joe was like, that's still going on, right, Joe? Joe, Weren't we supposed to, what did I tell, folks, listen, I never trust the Justice Department, anything they do, right? uh, Bob, I I don't care. I'm going to tell you about it because I covered it for years, but my prediction sadly came true. They were going to drip, 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 drip out information, wait till the last minute, statute of limitations ends this weekend on Sussman, and then someone was going to get charged, and then they'll pretend the whole case never happened. Period. That's how it's going to go. Which is hilarious when people say to me, oh, look at Dave's oh, the TikTok guy. Really? Do you even watch my show? Do you even watch my I was the one who told you I have zero faith in the Justice Department at all. You clearly never watched my show. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So people are fighting back, and I'm glad to see that. But again, moving on to the Durham case. John Durham is investigating the PP hoax case. Okay, folks, it's very simple. Hillary Clinton colluded with a foreign agent, Christopher Steele, during the 2016 election, who was a former UK foreign agent. Christopher Steele is alleged through a network of people to have gathered information from overseas Russian sources and Ukrainian sources and elsewhere, sent that information to the FBI. The information later turned out to be totally fake. The FBI investigated Trump over it. That's th that's it. That's the scandal. I've got three books right down here. I've written about it. If you're interested in the details, knock yourself out. Um, get them at the library. Uh, it's not important to me. For you to buy it or not, it's not about some profit-seeking endeavor. I'm sure the library has them. You can probably borrow them from a friend. But I wrote three books, Spygate, uh, Exonerated, and Follow the Money. It has all the dirty details about all these players. So Hillary colluded with the Russians through a law firm to give information to the FBI. It later turned out to be false. Everybody got it? I know you know the story. Okay. One of the people alleged to have been a key player in this was a Perkins Coie lawyer by the name of Michael Sussman. Sussman met with the FBI, and again, according to the allegations, is it was alleged to have trafficked this information into the FBI. One of the pieces of information involved in the whole PP hoax, Russian collusion hoax, was that Trump had a server in Trump Tower that was connected to a, an, a bank in Russia, Alpha Bank. It was completely debunked. It was a spam mail thing. So John Durham, who's the special investigator, we had breaking news yesterday. Jerry Dunleavy, who's done great homework on this at the Washington Examiner. John, uh, John Durham, a special counsel in this, seeks indictment against a lawyer at Steele Dossier Link Law Firm over Alpha Bank Matter, says a new report. Here's what Durham found. Remember who Sussman is here. Sussman is a lawyer at Perkins Coie, a law firm hired by Hillary Clinton to go and, and, and get the information from Christopher Steele, who's allegedly getting it from the Russians. Everybody copy? Sussman's the middleman. So Durham found an inconsistency in Sussman's story about who he was working for, according to the New York Times. The outlet added that Baker, Baker's an FBI lawyer, is said to have told investigators he recalled Sussman saying that he wasn't meeting him on behalf of any client. Oh, that could be a lie. That could be a lie. So keep in mind, Sussman's meeting with the FBI, giving them all this uh, Russian collusion nonsense, right? And Sussman's telling the FBI at the time, who's, I believe, willingly duped, oh, no, no, I'm not working on behalf of Hillary or these other people. Uh, no, I'm not working on any of that. That's how Baker recalls it. Well, that may not be true. However, it goes on, the Washington Examiner piece, Sussman testified to the House Intelligence Committee in December 2017 that he sought out the FBI meeting on behalf of an unnamed cybersecurity client. Well, that's not what Baker said, he said. During that deposition, Sussman, Sussman indicated his client was not the Clinton campaign or the co-founders of Fusion GPS. Oh, is that true? 
Sussman working on his own time or working on behalf of some cybersecurity client? Who was the cybersecurity client? They have any ties to this foreign influence campaign by the Russians and Christopher Steele? Folks, here's the big question. I'm going to move on. I honestly don't want to burn a lot of time. I have no faith in the Justice Department. If he's indicted, I'll be stunned, candidly. <laughs> it could happen. Um, I just have zero faith in these people anymore. After having researched this case for four years of my life and seeing all the malfeasance, the fact that no one's in jail yet is an international cosmic disgrace. But here's the big question. I talked about the three opening questions on the Millie case. Here's the question I'm going to leave you with here. Did Sussman play a role, this lawyer, as an intermediary between Hillary Clinton, Christopher Steele, and the Russian sources? Was he a key colluder? in Hillary Clinton's effort to hijack the Justice Department and FBI to investigate Donald Trump. That's ultimately what Sussman's going to have to answer for. Who were you working for? And prove it. Who were you working for? Now, he's innocent until proven guilty, of course, but he's going to have to provide some evidence because the FBI, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, John Durham appears to have a whole lot of evidence. This guy's in trouble. He wouldn't be seeking to indict him. Now, what was the FBI up to? Now, I said to you often that the problem with the Spygate case is that the FBI, and blowing all its time investigating grandma for showing up on the Capitol on January 6th, my beef with the management of the FBI is that they don't understand the, co- the concept of opportunity cost. You know, what's an opportunity cost? It's an economics term. It's very simple. It's the cost of a lost opportunity. And the best way to describe it is If you are an expert video producer like Guy or audio producer like Joe, right, and you spend your time, you know, selling lemonade, a lemonade stand for 10 cents a pop, making a dollar a day, you didn't make a dollar a day. You lost hundreds because you didn't, the lost opportunity was you doing what you do best, audio and video production. You chose to, again, to sell lemonade instead. Maybe great, maybe a noble profession, lemonade selling, but you lost a lot of money. You, 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 an opportunity was foregone. Right. There's a cost to it. That's what an opportunity cost is in economics. It's one of the most important terms in economics, and it's frequently misunderstood by people because they think of things in terms of pure financial terms. Well, I sold lemonade. I made a dollar a day. No, you didn't. You could have made 100 producing the audio for Dan's show. You lost $99. You didn't make a dollar. You lost 99. This how, what is this, how does this relate to Spygate? Because, Joe, you know I've made this case a thousand times. When you waste your time as an agency investigating a pee-pee tape and Donald Trump's alleged collusion with the Russians at the behest of Hillary Clinton with no evidence to back it up, those agents who are limited in time aren't spending the time investigating other things like actual crimes, like potentially a guy accused of being a pedophile attacking people on the U.S. Olympic team. These are pretty serious charges. The FBI didn't have any time for that one. Here's Christopher Ray up on Capitol Hill yesterday being questioned by uh, Tricky Dick Durbin. And he's being questioned about the testimony. It's pretty powerful testimony given by these U.S. Uh, Olympic team athletes, these, uh, these women who were assaulted by this, uh, by this doctor. They told the FBI, Apparently, the FBI did squat. Who knew? Maybe they were too busy on Spygate or other stuff. Remember, there's an opportunity cost. Listen to sleazy Christopher Ray's answer on this one. This guy never has an answer for anything. He's an embarrassment. Check this out. This man is on the loose molesting children, and it appears that it's being lost in the paperwork of the agency. Well, uh, needless to say, I share your 
reactions. I share your bewilderment. I share your outrage. Um, you know, on a personal note, not just as a parent uh, or a brother or a husband, but as somebody whose first introduction to law enforcement was working as an intern in a DA's office in a unit specifically focused on these kinds of crimes was part of what motivated me to pursue a career in law enforcement in the first place. And, and I don't have a good explanation for you. It is utterly jarring to me. It is totally inconsistent with what we train our people on, totally inconsistent with what I see from the hundreds of agents who work these cases every day. Uh, and that's why that individual has been fired. Understood. This guy never has an answer for anything, ever. That individual's been fired? Maybe you should look at your agency and understand, get a deeper understanding of the lost opportunities, given all the nonsense. They're investigating grandma on January 6th for showing up at the Capitol, investigating Trump for a collusion hoax invented by Hillary Clinton that you could have seen from, uh, you know, 10,000 miles away over the horizon. And yet you seem to miss out on the most basic stuff. It's really pathetic. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And then I got video. The leftist death cult continues. The left's love affair with death, abortion, ages, love death. The Grim Reaper, they're out there sharing a Heineken with them. What do we call them in New York? Green grenades. Heineken. They're having a green grenade with them. They love the Reaper. It's their guy. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. As I said to you last week and this week as well, the leftist death cult continues. There is nothing that makes uh, radical leftist nuts happier than people they object to who object to mask mandates dying from COVID. I'm not kidding. You may think that sounds harsh. I'm begging you to fact check what I just said. Not all Democrats. I'm not stigmatizing them. Facts matter. There are enormous numbers of people who are radical leftists. Just look at their profile on Twitter who celebrate COVID. Just put conservative radio host dies of COVID read the quotes from the leftist death cult. They love the grim reaper. These are sick effers. If I may say they love celebrating the death of people they disagree with. Here's another loser, Jimmy Kimmel, who's uh, unironically friends with Howard Stern, um, two morons that uh, belong together in the leftist fear porn campaign. He thinks it's hilarious that a lot of Floridians are, uh, are, are dead from COVID saying how there's going to be a bunch of, uh, uh, orphaned ferrets out there. This is Jimmy Kimmel, a, a guy who was never funny. This is a blackface guy. Remember him? He's the woke blackface. Guy. No, no, it really is. Remember the blackface guy? Tended to be Carl Malone and blackface. I thought that the, I thought there was no good. Oh, no, he, oh, he's a liberal, so it's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I forgot the rules for a minute. Uh, here's Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, again, leftist death cult leader poking fun at dead Floridians. Check this out. This is an interesting statistic. COVID deaths have proven to be much higher in states that voted for Trump. Basically, if your state has more GEDs than PhDs, stay indoors. Of the 54,000 Americans who died from COVID since the start of the summer, almost one, of five, one in five of them died in Florida, which, my God, all those orphan ferrets. It's a shame. But it's- yeah, it's Jimmy Kimmel. 
A guy who's not only not funny, he was never funny, ever. He is, Jimmy Kimmel, unlike Norm MacDonald, was never funny. This is a guy who's failed up his entire career, found himself in this low-rated show that Greg Gutfeld on Fox obliterates, even though he's a network guy. There's a blackface guy who now claims to be a wokeitarian like Hampton's Howard Stern. And he thinks it's funny that a lot of Floridians have died. But notice he doesn't poke fun at the other people in the top 10. By the way, didn't he imply there that most of the states that the, the deaths were in were for states that voted for Trump? Well, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's not particularly bright. Jimmy Kimmel's a moron. He'll say, oh, I just meant during the summer. Of course he did because he cherry picks data. Somewhat, he didn't actually cherry pick anything. Some producer gave it to him. Jimmy Kimmel's too stupid to actually look this up. <laughs> so here is the actual data on who, the death rates from coronavirus in the United States by state as of September 13, 2021. You can see it right there from Statista. And if you'll notice, um, six out of the 10 states in the top 10 did not, in fact, vote for Trump. Number one is New Jersey, led by a Democrat. Two, Mississippi, a Republican state. Three, New York, a blue state. Louisiana, Massachusetts, Arizona, Rhode Island, Alabama, Arkansas, Connecticut. So only four of those states, in fact, were Trump states. But don't let Jimmy Kimmel let facts get in the way. Jimmy Kimmel's too stupid to do facts and data. That's why he's Jimmy Kimmel. Imagine waking up every morning being this slob. Ooh. Looking in, your, looking in the mirror and having to be Jimmy Kimmel. That's punishment enough for this guy. He's really a stupid person. So here's another stupid person. Here is Don Lemon, or as Tucker Carlson calls him, Don Lemon, over on CNN, saying how we should be shaming people who don't get the vaccine. You know, Don Lemon's never heard of natural immunity. He doesn't know what B or T cells are. He has no idea how antibodies work. Don Lemon, after all, is one of the silliest men on TV. He doesn't really crack the top three again because he's he kind of like, He's one of those guys, he doesn't have a, he, he tries to, he's not important enough to do it. I think he knows that he's just trying to keep his job at CNN. So once in a blue moon, he throws out something really dumb, but he was training really hard last night. He may make it into top five eventually if we do runners up. Here's Don Lamont saying we should shame these folks. Check this out. I think we have to stop coddling people when it comes to this and the vaccine saying, oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. The people who aided and abetted Trump are stupid because they believed his big lie. The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the Internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. Okay, Uh, I'm down. You guys down? You want to do the shame game? All right, let's do that. New rules, folks. Don Lemon wants to play the shame game. I'm down. Don Lemon doesn't understand natural immunity. Again, Don's too stupid. That's why he's on CNN. You know, I. I had a big fight with this guy once. Funny story. They invited me to CNN. I didn't want to go. I was in a pissy mood. And uh, this is years ago. And Don's trying to tell me what it's like to be a Secret Service agent, make a gun threat. And I just laced into him. It went viral. You can go check that out. Bongino, Don Lemon is pretty funny. So let's do the shame game. Here's a uh, chairwoman of the Sarasota schools, according to the Herald Tribune, who was seen maskless, got a football game after pushing a mask policy. Sarasota schools in Sarasota, Florida. There you go. Chairwoman there. Wants masks, except for her, of course. Doesn't that always seem to be the case? They always want masks, except when it comes to putting on masks. They love masks, unless they don't love masks. All right, moving on. You want to play the shame game? We can play the shame game, too. There's a whole lot of people to shame, including Terry McAuliffe, who's running for governor of Virginia, a failed Clintonista, Terry McAuliffe, who was caught without his mask as well. I thought you guys love masks. 
I thought you loved masks. It seems like you take our position that masks really don't work and you know it. Just on the kids. Now, as I've always said, there's mild evidence. It may prevent some small droplets from getting through if you are sneezing all over people. But the best recommendation if you're sneezing is probably to stay home, not to sneeze around people with a mask on. Just throwing that out there. So yesterday, the D.C. porculus bill was put out there, and I want you to read this article. It'll be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Folks, if the Democrats' multi-trillion dollar infrastructure package passes, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my hairball today. I, I, don't, I don't know how long it's going to take before we get the country's financial house back in order. The damage will be incalculable. Some of this stuff in this package that could pass, it's, there is a darn good chance this thing could get through. They want a $150 billion clean energy program. What's in it for you? Uh, a bunch of penalties are in it for you. If you don't increase your clean energy production, solar or wind by a certain percentage a year, you will be fine. Oh, you didn't know about that? They didn't tell you about that? Yeah, yeah, that's in there. That's in there. Massive tax hikes are in there. You're an LLC, your corporate tax rate's going up. You're at the high end of the income, uh, income tax distribution. Your taxes are going up. You own a pension fund, invest in stocks. Your capital, gain taxes are, capital gains taxes are going up. You own a business that does business overseas. Your taxes are going up. All money that can't be spent on the economy. So you're going to be fined for not using clean energy. Your taxes are going to go through the roof. You're also going to be forced to pay for 12 weeks of leave. Now, I know no one wants to run against that. Oh, 12 weeks of family leave. That sounds great. Yeah, then what? Then you have to ask the Thomas Sowell question. Then what? Oh, somebody's got to pay for that. Okay, that's your employer who then just takes it out of your salary. Oh, what, what do you mean? I don't, what do you thought it was free? So I employ people. You're going to make us give everyone what? 12 weeks of leave. 12 weeks of family leave. Where do you think that comes from? I then have to pay someone else to fill in that 12-week call. That comes out of your salary. Where do you think the money comes from? The money fairy? Of course, if you're a liberal, you do because you're probably a moron. Where do you think that money comes from? Again, it's why I love being a conservative. You're forced to ask the hard questions. You don't play emotional blackmail. 12 weeks of leave. I can't give someone 12 weeks off. I have to pay someone. If they take 12 weeks, then that's 12 weeks I have to pay someone else, which comes out of the pool for wages and all the other things. What part of that don't you get? Also, they want to expand Medicare for a whole bunch of other insurance programs, including dental insurance, you know, which is kind of interesting if you're a younger person that supports this because you support AOC and are taxed the rich dress at a $35,000 event at the Met, right? You're probably saying, yeah, 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 dental care. That's right. Yeah, you realize that as we get older, people like me, we are a lot wealthier than you are. Why? We've had a lifetime to accumulate assets. It's not hard to figure out. Most 50, 60, 70, and 80-year-olds are wealthier than 18-year-olds. You are now going to be paying for insurance. Many of us, not all of us, but many of us could be paying for for ourselves. And, of course, uh, many of the younger folks who fell for this, not the smart ones who listen to this show, You'll clap all the way. Oh, this is great. I'm financing a person who has 10 times the assets. I'm financing their, their root canal. Good job. <laughs> you think it's funny? Good job, kids. Well done. 
All right. Uh, moving on. You know what? Let me, uh, let me get to my last sponsor. I appreciate your patience, folks. The sponsors pay to talk to you. Uh, thank you very much. But I want to get through this show today. I got a lot of good stuff. Trump was right again. You know that trends on Twitter all the time. There's always a tweet, always or a video out there. Trump was right again. This time on Nicki Minaj. On Nicki Minaj. What? Yeah, yeah. He's right again. This was uh, circulating around the, uh, around the internet. I'm going to play this. It's a hilarious video. Nicki Minaj and this whole vaccine thing going. I'll get to that in a second. I'm just going to do it quick. I'm not into the, those kind of stories are not my bag of donuts. Okay. So really long story distilled down to one nugget. Nicki Minaj is a rapper, very popular, has 22 million Twitter followers. She tweeted out that her cousin, uh, <laughs> you know the story? You guys, I, I can't even talk about this because it, it'll make it. The story's hilarious. It's not funny. It's just the way she told it. She tweeted out that her cousin was getting married or something and took a vaccine and yeah. his testicles became swollen. <laughs> I'm not, I it's know. not funny. I, I just, it's a hard thing to, the swollen reminds me of a uh, Johnny dangerously. Remember that movie with uh, Michael Keaton, the elephantitis of the night. <laughs> it just reminds me of that. It's not funny. It's not funny. I'm sorry. It's just, but Nikki Minaj said, listen, if you're going to take the vaccine, do your homework, which I thought was a sensible message. Do your own homework. Talk to your doctor, whatever. Well, you know, the left, the leftist death cult um, probably wants Nikki Minaj dead now, too. They didn't like that. They attacked her, even though she's been pretty leftist for a while. And uh, this is some video that surfaced of Trump a couple of years ago at some time gala. About Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, who ironically has become a libertarian warrior for freedom right now. Just, just odd. But there's always a video when it comes to Trump. He always seems to nail it. Check this out. Is there anyone in particular that you're in, you're excited to meet? Well, tell me, who are the performers? Nicki Minaj. You got Ariana Grande. Good. Are you fans of either? Uh, I think they're both terrific. I just talked to Donald Trump. Oh. And I told him that you were performing tonight. I asked him if he was a fan of yours. Oh. What do you think he said? He probably said, who's that? No, he didn't. <laughs> See, he, he's a fan. Really? Donald Trump? <laughs> Surprise you? Yes. <laughs> Jim, Jim, just, Jim, we got to run this. Jim just sent me this, uh, this clip from Johnny Dangerously. We got to run this on the radio show. Folks, tune in for this. <laughs> Here it is. Don't let Here anything is. come between. Your testicles and you. Thank you. Johnny Danger. Jim remembers Johnny Dangerously. That <laughs> the elephantitis of the nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is very juvenile humor. I totally get it. But that's I swear it was unintended. It just remind that movie used to make me laugh. You never seen Johnny Dangerously. You are missing out. <laughs> it's a classic. All right, moving on from elephantitis to serious topics. So uh, showing you again how the Democrats have zero principles at all. They're not moored. They're, they're, their ship is out at sea. And the problem with that is eventually people start to expose you. If you don't have a set of guiding principles and you're just licking your finger and seeing where the political winds blow, then people see you as unprincipled and people don't like unprincipled people. Hence the Alinsky rule I discussed often. Why the Saul Alinsky rule about calling people out on their principles is so powerful. Alinsky's not our friend. He's since past, obviously. But one of Saul Alinsky's rules of organizing to defeat your political opponents is make your political opponents live up to their own sets of rules and alleged principles. They can't. Most won't. Most politicians are total hypocrites. 
proving it again. Here is a hapless group of losers on Twitter, Occupy Democrats, which constantly engage in self-owning behavior because they're morons. They put out this tweet yesterday. Now, I'm going to read it, and I want you to play along at home with me. Tell me what's wrong with this tweet, given what you know about what happened in the last few weeks, okay? Quote, Occupy Democrats. Breaking. A large Florida landlord announces that he will begin requiring all new and existing tenants to provide proof of COVID vaccination. Landlord said, you don't want to get vaccinated? You have to move. And if you don't, we will evict you. Retweet if you support the landlord's move. <laughs> Jokey, anybody picking, uh, anyone at home picking up what the problem is here? Principals check. Democrats, principals check time. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's like he's got it. I, I thought evictions were terrible. It was just Joe Biden a few weeks ago talking about how he was going to ignore the Supreme Court and demand no one be evicted from their apartment because of coronavirus. So just to be clear, people who may have already had coronavirus, been terribly sick, have recovered and have natural immunity the Democrats want them evicted if they don't get a vaccine, but everybody else don't dare evict them or will defy the Supreme Court. Again, are evictions bad or are evictions good? It, it, there's no principle there. And when there's no principle, you look like a fool. Evictions are good when they back up the Democrat narrative du jour. You better get vaccinated or we're going to punish you. Matter of fact, we're going to wish you're dead. But evictions are really bad when Joe Biden says evictions are really bad and he thinks he could win votes from renters. These people have zero principles at all. And the hilarious thing about this is Occupy Democrats doesn't even understand how this is a, I mean, the greatest self-own I've seen in eons. Evictions are no good. Evictions are great. Evictions, they can't even decide. What a bunch of dipwads. None. I, Guy wants to know what the, what the relationship between vaccines, Joe, if you didn't hear him, at renting an apartment. None. Hmm. There is no relationship. Occupied Democrats just probably polled somewhere in a liberal state, figured out people in liberal states support vaccines, so they want to punish people who don't. It's like a victim. And then Jimmy Kimmel's like, orphan their ferrets. And then all the other left is like, kill them. Kill the, it reminds me of that scene in Frankenstein, the dreadful Robert De Niro. Actually, I liked him, and my cousin hated it. The, there's the cholera. They start throwing rotten fruit at him. Like, there's the cholera. I mean, this is how liberals are. It's a freaking death cult, man. It's a death cult. You see it every day. A victim, kill him, murder him. I mean, these people are crazy. They're nuts. All right, uh, last story. But an important one. Again, a lot of news going on. Uh, our southern border is completely evaporated, folks. The numbers here are disturbing. Bill Malugin from Fox has been doing some incredible reporting on the border. He had some video down there, migrants under a bridge. There are 4,000 just waiting, just wait, hanging out. No one's being thrown out. Making my point I made the entire week, our southern border is completely evaporated. It's now gone. It's finished. We don't have a southern border. New York Post is reporting that 200,000 people have shown up for the second month. In a row. What is the population? I'm serious. I'm going to hold on one second. I want to see what the population of my town is here. Give me a sec. Population. Mm-hmm. Let's do the whole county. Martin County, Florida. Right. <laughs> Check this out. I did totally unplanned. 
The county I live in, which is pretty densely populated, there's only 161,000 people in Martin County, Florida. You have more people coming across the southern border in a month, in a month, 40,000 more that live in my entire county in Florida. Tell me again how we have a southern border. Now, what's going on here? What's going on here is obvious. I've explained this phenomenon many times. Leftists, I, I, please you know, clip the cut, put it out there in your thing, and just make sure you put the link to my Rumble account on there. They have lost, Democrats, have lost working class voters now for two election cycles because Democrats are, party, are the party of the elitist, tax the rich, AOC, Met Gala. Uh, that's their crowd. That's their crew, right? That's their posse. There are three home-owning Bernie Sanders. They're Tesla-driving AOC. That No beef against Tesla. It's just AOC. She's a socialist. She should be driving a Lada, a Russian Lada. Joe, remember the Lada? Classic car. Lada. Oh, yeah. Drove it off the parking lot. It fell apart right. Right, as you, right as you hit the first speed bump. It's a communist car, the Lada. They realize they've been losing working-class voters forever as they align with clueless losers like AOC and Bernie Sanders. The Democrats don't want to lose elections. So the Democrats figure if they allow a bunch of illegal voters into the country through manipulating elections, they can use those voters in the future through massive social welfare programs to replace working class voters that they are losing because they are totally out of touch with American working class values. That's a hard reality. And you can prove it when you put a poison pill in any bill saying, yes, well, let people in the if you, you put if you were to put a bill out there tomorrow. And it's happened before in the past. I forget who did it. I think it was Ted Cruz put something like, yeah, okay, what about uh, letting these people stay in the country, but they can't vote for 10 years? I'm not sure it was him or not. The Democrats said no, because it's all about votes. It's nothing to do with compassion. Nothing to do with compassion. This is everything to do with votes and power. Make no mistake. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Don't miss my radio show later today. I have uh, Delano Squires on who did that electric appearance on Jason Whitlock's podcast, talking about the leftist death cult. That's coming up later on my radio show, an hour or two, the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. Submit questions, right, Gee, for tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Just write a comment under any of our podcast videos. They're there every day. We appreciate it. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. Write a question. Gee goes through, and we'll have some questions tomorrow in our Ask Dan segment. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, folks. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.